everyone and welcome to TSP. Now this is the third episode of TSP and what I'm going to talk about today is I'll carry on from where I left off about doing the speech at the religious ceremony and how I felt and how I overcame that. Now we don't have any guests this week and still trying to find guests and look what I really want to do is anyone who has an experience about public speaking or maybe has, has some knowledge, get in contact with me and let's share some amazing stories about your experiences or your thoughts on public speaking as a whole. It'll be really, really great, not just a benefit for other people listening and getting ideas of different public speaking techniques that they could do or maybe they've shared similar experiences but it would also be a benefit to yourself. So going from where I left off last week with you guys talking about the religious ceremony, when I went back to school then the following day and I had spoken to my drama teacher saying, I don't know why I wasn't able to deliver the speech the way I wanted to. I got scared of this guy who was looking at me directly in my eyes all the time and I got put off a lot. So my teacher, what she did, she said this to me, she said, Al Tarif, to get over your fear of maybe looking at somebody in your audience who's putting you off, the best thing to do is to look above the audience's members' heads. I thought, all right, well, that doesn't sound too difficult. That sounds quite easy. And she went on to say, because one, you're not looking directly at the people in their eyes. You're putting your vision about their heads but it still looks like you're looking at them and then I realized that when I was doing a theater show or if I was doing a mini performance whatever it was I'd always look above the audience's head it was a natural thing I didn't want to look in the audience members eyes and get freaked out and the other thing that helped is when you're doing a theater show you have all the lights that are on you and the audience is just covered in complete darkness, right? Okay, you may be able to see the audience a little bit here and there, but they're mostly hidden. Unless you're right on the front row and you can, and the actors can see your faces right there. So when I tried this exercise, the next time that I went to do another speech, and this is again, I said to myself, right, I'm going to do the speech about Narnia again. So I did the speech and I looked at the guy and realized, hold on, I don't need to look at this guy right in the eyes. I used my gaze and looked above all the audience members' heads. And when I did this, it really worked because I was able to focus on my speech that I did. And I could say in the way that I wanted to say it, okay, I couldn't move around so much, but then, you know, of course, when you're on a pulpit, You've got a bit of movement, you've got your hand gestures and stuff, and so that's what I was able to focus on. Later on, as I'd done more speeches at the religious ceremony and I was doing more acting and stuff, I had decided to help out with our school school house. Now, what I wanted to say school house, you have four houses in the school, and when you sign up and you become a student of the school, you go into one of the houses, and my house was Winchester House. So for anyone who went to Holy Trinity School, C O V in Crawley, you will know that there are four houses. There is York, Durham, Winchester, 
and Canterbury, right? The four houses. Think of it like Harry Potter and Hogwarts, but without all the magic and you're, you're, you're in Crawley, right? You're not in a magical place unless you do some weird drugs and whatever to get your mind off things and, and whatnot, then, um, then yeah, uh, go ahead and do that. But I, I don't think you'll get too far. Now, going back to my public speaking experience, we had a house show, right? And this was a talent show that, that we were going to hold on, on a Friday evening or whatever day it was, I, I don't remember. But we, we were holding a talent show and they needed two hosts or one host, right? Who's got exceptional skills. And I thought, okay, I've done acting, I've done a bit of public speaking in front of a, an audience of 50 people or, or slightly less and I can go be a presenter for this talent show. So I went up to my teacher and I said, hey, Mr. B, that was his name, Canadian guy, right? He had, he had this big grin on him all the time as if somebody had done something bad, but he is the only one that knows about it and everyone else doesn't know what the heck is going on. And it's like this evil genius that, that is like, oh, I know what you did. Okay, that's the worst Canadian <laughs> accent <laughs> there. But he was really nice and I said to him, oh, hi, Mr. B, um, I want to do the hosting for the talent show for Winchester. And he was, and bear with my accent here, but I'm going to try and bring the story to life. And he was standing there in the corridor with, with me and he said, yeah, sure, if you want to do the hosting for the talent show, then come to the rehearsal on, on this night. So I thought, okay, great. I psyched myself up. And I tried to remember when the rehearsal date was, 29th, 29th, 29th. But I forgot about the rehearsal show. <laughs> so I didn't turn up. And there was, there were these twins who had, who were in the same year as myself. And they had said, well, actually, we can do it if there's no one else. So this duo pair took on the responsibilities of doing the talent show at the hosting of it. And then I realized, oh, damn it. I asked one of, one of the guys, Sean, who was, uh, who was doing the hosting. I said, I said, Sean, how, how did you get into the hosting? I, I didn't, I forgot about the rehearsals completely. And he said, well, I, I just turned up and asked. Fair enough, it's simple. You're there, you're on the right time, uh, in the right place and speak to the right people. It's kind of like Hollywood, but just on, on a school level, right? This is early learning. <sighs> I got stabbed in the back. Well, no, I didn't get stabbed in the back. It was, it was my fault. I stabbed myself in the back or shot myself in the foot. So anyway, I, I went up to, to Mr. B and I said, oh, Mr. B, I, I'm so sorry I didn't turn up for the rehearsal show. And Mr. B said, oh, no worries, it's okay. And I said, can I still do some hosting or, or, you know, am I allowed to go on to the show or do something? And Mr. B said, yeah, sure. And his smile went from a, went from a big smile to a mini smile. You know, when you have that look, when you're thinking, well, <laughs> you're a funny guy, but eh? what, are you, what are you doing? You okay? Oh, hmm. I'm not sure about you, but okay. Maybe it wasn't that deep, but I asked him and he put me onto the talent show as a host. 
And on the night, I had, I had no preparation at all. I did not know what acts were going to go on because I never even turned up to the rehearsal. And then the, the, two, the two other guys, the, the twins, Sean and uh, Nathan, they had said, you know, they had shown me the, the list of the running order. And I had to look at it and remember what the running order was and what I would go on to do and, and you know, introduced introduce uh, the act so i had a look and the two the two guys the the twins they went up and they host they were doing the, the show and at the beginning and, and you know really going for it with, with the hosting stuff and you know they're really great they had jokes they were cracking jokes and whatnot and i was thinking oh no oh no i've got to improvise here i i can't do this <laughs> but I, I thought no I am going to do this. Just to give you some some background, and then before the show had happened, when I had said that I would host the talent show as well, one of the girls from my class, and if she ever listens to this, she'll definitely know what I'm on about. <laughs> she came up to me, and I think I was I was going off to the um, lunchroom or something, or wherever I was going off to to a class, and she said to me, "As oh, hi, Tarif." Oh, oh hi, how you doing? You're right. Yeah, not doing too bad. And then she just came straight out with it. Nobody wants you to do the talent show. Nobody wants you to host. I looked at her. I paused, and I thought, uh, I'm going to do the hosting for the talent show. We'll see what happens. I don't care what they think. I'm going to do it. So she was like, but yeah, but nobody really wants you to do it. I think they're, they're okay with Sean and, and Nathan doing it. It's like, uh, but I said I'd do it originally, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I forced myself into the talent show, right? And so, you know, bit of sales technique there, you know? And um, just, just taking on that thing and saying, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to do what I want to do, right? Of course, look, within the legal limits, I'm not going to go around and start killing and shooting people or whatnot or doing drugs or, you know, going nuts. But I, I said I'm going to do what I want to do. So <laughs> when it came to my turn and going back to the talent show to host and introduce the next act, I looked at the paper and went on and remember the acts. It was, I don't know, I, I forgot, it, it was one of those... It's, it's that thing where you have a string and you have this plastic thing on top of the string and it looks like there's two cups and they're back to back, right? Like a, a, a big yo-yo, but the yo-yo is not attached to the string. It's separated and it's you put it on this string thing and you uh, lift up one side with, with one hand of the string and then you go to the right and it's like a little pulley system thing that you're going on and the thing in the middle goes up and down, up and down and whatnot and I don't know how to do it, but uh, uh, that's somebody, whoever's listening to this, uh, if you are listening to this, probably knows what I'm talking about. I can put in a comment what I'm, I'm talking about. Now, when I went on stage and introduced this person, I said, hello, everyone. Um, this is blah, 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 doing the yo-yo trick, and enjoy. Uh, I was uncomfortable at the time. I, again, going back to when I was doing the first speech at the religious ceremony, I 
didn't feel like I was in the right place. I didn't feel like I was being myself. But the thing is, once I'd done that first introduction, I kind of relaxed and I realized, well, actually, if I've done speeches in the past, I can just adapt to the situation. Sometimes some people, they, they're not able to adapt to a situation. Maybe it's completely different. This was in a hall with maybe a hundred or so people. And, and they, they, they were made up of parents and, and with their children and whoever from, from the school, right? Come to see the talent show. So when I had done that first introduction, I felt okay. I felt all right. I was like, yeah, okay. That wasn't too bad. I went to Nathan and, and Sean and said, oh, it's not too bad, you know, because, because beforehand I was getting myself psyched up. I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I think I can. Can I? Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Yes, I will. So, so through all that psyching up, I had actually done okay. And then when it was my time to introduce the, the next act after the, the twins had introduced a couple of other acts, I was introducing an act of some Bollywood dancers, right? Who, you know, a couple, couple of the girls and one, one of the guys from, from Winchester House uh, who wanted to do some Bollywood dancing, which was great. They were really good at it. So, so here's, what, here's, here's what I did. I went up on stage and I said, yay. So that was a brilliant, brilliant act. And did you guys all enjoy that? Yeah. Well, they didn't go, yeah, like roaring, but they were like, yeah, yeah. And then when I introduced this Bollywood dancing act, I was like, so now we have a group of Bollywood dancers doing blah, 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 with blah, 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 blah. And what I did, and this just, just happened, right? It, it, it wasn't intention, intentional at all. You know how in, in the Bollywood dance dancing where they put their hand above their head, uh, put their hands above their head in like a triangle house looking shape thing and they go right to left, left to right with their head moving at the same time <laughs> and they bend their knees like a crab walk so you're standing there like a, like a crab with your, with your hands above your head and then you move side to side. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I said enjoy the show and I went <laughs> I scooted off stage. <laughs> but hey, I, I'm Asian. I, I, I can do that, right? But, you know, it just, it just happened. I just got into the rhythm of things, you know, and, and I really started to enjoy it. So the rest of the show went, went really, really well compared to the beginning. And, you know, so after the show had ended and I was looking around and asking how how I went and I asked Mr. B is like, hey what did you think of the hosting service here? He said, Yeah, that, that was that was that was really good, Tarif. That was that was alright. And I asked Sean and Nathan and said, Wow, yeah, yeah, you were good. And I was like, come on, don't don't lie to me. Just tell me the truth. Like, yeah, it was okay. It, it was good. Don't worry about it. I was like, alright, it's over now. But I, I had this thing and a lot of you guys may have had this. When you've done your speech and you're looking for that instant feedback. You're there in that moment and you ask that person, maybe it's behind stage or maybe straight off the, you know, one of the audience members and it's straight after your speech. I find it that I can never take in the feedback or I never was able to take in the feedback straight away because I would always think that they were just saying it to make me feel happy and say that you've done well. 
when in actual fact I may I may have done absolutely a, like a horrendous screw up of the thing, but they'll say, oh yeah, it went well. But then I, what I'd do to get over that, I would say, no, no, you've got to be honest with me. I don't care if it's good or bad, uh, good or bad. Just tell me what did I do. So they said, they said, yeah, it, it was okay. I mean, maybe the beginning it was a bit slow. I was like, thank you. You should have told me that. That it was a bit slow at the beginning. But that was it. So I had done that talent show hosting, and of course. Every experience that you have is a good experience, and from that one, I had enjoyed my time, and I'd overcome again. If, well, I didn't really have the fear of speaking in public anymore by by that point. But I think it was a fear of being myself. For any of you guys who are listening out there and have a fear of being yourself, of course, look, you know, don't go offensive if if you're if you're not from that culture or area of the world or whatever it is or be go be you know politically crazy whatever it is but okay fine maybe if you're if you want to be politically crazy then fine as long as it doesn't offend anyone which you just got to be careful just just be yourself just be open okay and respect other people's views and in return they should respect your views and sometimes that doesn't really happen <laughs> but you know what i'm saying as long as you respect other people um who they are you can be yourself because that is a number one thing when it comes to public speaking and that's what i found out when i'd done that little indian bollywood dance that i like to have a little joke and uh, i like to use my movements to show off to people and and you know and become a different character <laughs> you know, with with acting, you just you, part of myself and my personality is that I like to pick up on what other people do, and and also mimic their movements, their voices and stuff. That's that's just me. So thank you very much for listening to TSP, and I will look forward to next week where I'll be sharing my story about when I started doing customer service in a call center. For now, take care and goodbye.